So here, here's an interesting little, little uh, fun fact about Prey. It, Prey is going to be the first movie that is going to be dubbed in Comanche. Really? So they're going to make, they're going to make a, a dub for this movie that's in the Comanche language. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it's been a couple weeks for episode 198. Yes, How the heck are you? I am I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So you were in Hawaii. I had some bicycle racing, mountain bike road racing. But before we get into it, let's do beer. Okay, great. Yeah, what do you have? Who's first? Who's first? Me? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I have Energy City Brewing. Brand new brewery. I've never heard of them before. An energy drink? What? No, it's Energy City Brewing. Energy City. It's Batisserie Habanero Chocolate. So we're going to check this out. This is a Energy City. What city? Energy City. Okay, okay. 10% ABV. Whoa. Illinois. Oh. It Itasca? Itasca? Oh, Itasca. <laughs> Itasca. Oh my god, you have to be from Illinois to say this word. Right. It's spelled I T A S C A. Yeah, it's a suburb outside of Chicago. Itasca. <laughs> Why does it say Chicago then? Why is it Itasca? <laughs> Because Itasca is not Chicago. It's it's a city outside of Chicago. Yeah. One of one of the uh, what is it called? They they're called um, precincts. They're not precincts. They're they're uh, wards. Wards. There there's an is it yeah wards. That's crazy. Yeah, in Chicago they're called wards, and wards. and they're not councilmen or or councilwomen. They're they're aldermen. Alderman. As an older man. I think there's a move to change the name because they don't want him to be called like older man, you know? Older person? Right, but it means like older person, you know? Wow, look at that. Is that, is that a, a, a stout? It is a stout. So it's an imperial stout. They call it a flavored imperial stout, but it's... Dude, it's almost summer. You don't drink stouts in summer. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't care. I do. I do. I drink... I drink what I want when I want. Oh man, this guy! <laughs> I drink a rebel uh, imperial stout brew with habanero, cacao, milk, sugar, and natural flavors. Nice. How? What do you have? Yeah, I had a couple of beers tonight, and we had some wine with dinner. The boys are in Illinois with Grandma and Grandpa, so I have a local Solvang IPA. Nice. And that's brewed here right in the small town of Lompoc, California, where we live. And uh, I don't even know what it is. What is it here? It's like 6.8, I think. Uh, 6.5 even, even lower. Nice. But it's super, super fresh. Oh, man. Oh, I, oh, the hops. Ooh, it's totally West Coast IPA. <laughs> and so Saturday, we're going to get Clarissa her birthday beer at the back room because we are members at the back room. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. And then Sunday, we're going to Cold Coast Brewery. It's the new brewery that opened up on Ocean Avenue in town. Oh, yeah. The one that invited you that you've been waiting for it to open. Yeah, they opened uh, two months ago. Yeah, we haven't been there yet, but we're going to go there next Sunday and we're going to go to Solvang to get uh, to the back room to get close to her uh, her birthday beers. And I'll probably get some stuff to, you know, my grain and stuff to brew. Yeah. So this is 
the local a local beer I'm drinking, and you're drinking uh, from local to where Tim and Mike are right now in Itasca, Illinois. We dropped the boys off at Burbank Airport with Grandma this morning. You know, my mom. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And they flew to Illinois, and they're with her right now uh, in Mokina, just a suburb southwest of of Chicago. All these suburbs outside of Chicago. Come on. <laughs> you know, they moved. Uh, I think they left Chicago. So my stepdad was a Chicago fireman, and to work in this city, you have to live in the city. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's the rule. That's good, and I think that's a good thing. But is it is police as well? Police should do that too. All all city workers, so streets and sanitation, police. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Everybody. That's cool. And yeah, I mean, take pride in the city you live in, right? Right. Don't live outside and then commute in an hour. Right. So he retired. Oh man, two thousand three or something. (laughs) I don't even know when. It's, It's been like. It's been a, a century ago. A minute. Yeah. It was like the day he retired, the house was for sale and they're moving out, you know, and they were just <laughs> done with the city. So though we do have other other family and stuff that live in the city and family uh, like through marriage and all that kind of stuff that live in the city. Right. They live by right. like Comiskey Park, um, you know, on the south side. And and uh, but yeah, you know, so. And, and I was I was saying thank you for getting dressed for the Zoom, because I'm sure with the kids, with the boys away, you just want to walk around naked all the time you and clarissa just like well i did put a t-shirt on (laughs) you know don't stand up don't stand up (laughs) (laughs) right exactly exactly i know we're you know we we roll up from dropping the boys off this morning and everything and and my neighbor sees us he's out they're getting ready for a month-long trip and he sees us outside and he's like oh empty nesters (laughs) you know it's like everybody knows so it's like wow man well it's so funny because last night was our our one night empty nesting (laughs) because we went out to a a birthday party late last night and and frank and barbara had uh had pre-committed to taking audrey and bryce so so uh barbara came home and and took the kids over while while we were out at the party yeah i was surprised they were there when i got up at seven in the morning I woke up. The first thing I, I saw Bryce, I, the first thing I said was, you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a good morning, right? <laughs> yeah. So how was Hawaii? How was Hawaii? Hawaii was amazing as, as it as it has. I'm sure it was. It's Hawaii. It's Hawaii. It always is amazing. Um, we had a great um, relaxing trip. We did uh, food only, <laughs> so rather than excursions. What does that mean, food only? So you know, tip. Last time we went to Maui, we did like a catamaran scuba, uh, not uh, catamaran snorkeling cruise. Oh, oh, oh! I follow you. Yeah, we did a zodiac tour around. That was Kauai, but yeah. So we did a bunch of excursions, you know, and the excursions kind of they 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 you know, add up a little bit. So, so I said, all right, we're going to go and we're just going to relax. And we love the day beds. So we just get the king size folding day beds with curtains around it that sit right on the beach. Um, and you know, in Maui and Kanapali coast there. And so I said, so we're just going to do that. And then we're going to eat fabulous meals. So we'll, we'll just, I love it. And you know, scheduled, uh, made reservations at some great establishments. We ha- ate at the plantation house first night. Um, second night we ate at Roy's, which was kind of a surprise. I know the Roy's here in Los Angeles has closed. A few of them have closed. What's Roy's? Roy's is a, 
It's a chain. It's a chain, but it's a Hawaiian fusion chain known for their seafood. Um, and the, we never got to the Roy's here in uh, Woodland Hills before it closed. Uh, but the Roy's was still open in Kanapale. So we went to that one and it's kind of dated like the the interior is kind of dated and like 70s dated or what do you mean dated? No, like 80s, 90s, like, you know, like like some of the some of the stuff inside. It's got, it's 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 both plant, both Plantation House and Roy's are clubhouse restaurants for some beautiful golf courses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Roy's the the fish was amazing. The 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 entrees were phenomenal. And then we went to Macadangdang, which is a uh, Filipino Hawaiian fusion place that was a former chef of Roy's. And that's cool. It's kind of a hipper place. So we had to eat a lot of little samplers there. So that was fun. And then the capper, the big the big meal that we had, those are all, you know, amazing meals, by the way. But the capper was uh, Morimoto's. Okay. So we had to we had to go a bit of a ways. It's in Walea. So it's on the other side. So you had to drive past. Were you eating the entire ocean? <laughs> yeah. It a felt premonition like it to later in the show. <laughs> eating the ocean. Um, but yeah, so I think Morimoto's was phenomenal. We, we, we planned for it to be, you know, we're celebrating our anniversary with the kids and the family and our and our waiter was phenomenal and he was and he had suggestions and he, he just was amazing. And we were there and right as we were waiting for our table to be ready, a, a gentleman walks up to the to the host stand and I'm like, that's Russell Westbrook. I know. I know that. I know that face. I know that guy. OK. You know, famous basketball player. And he's out here, you know. And uh, and he look I, I look him straight in the eye and he gives me one of those looks back and a smile. Not, you know, like like he's Santa Claus or something. <laughs> he knows Lifestyles <laughs> of the rich and famous with Ted Willett. <laughs> and as people are leaving, you know, they pass by him and these guys, you know, these millennials and stuff are like high five each other. Like that's Russell Westbrook is amazing. Right. And Audrey, she she's mortified because I've. You know, I've, now I'm trying to figure out how I can like say hello to him, do something, <laughs> whatever. And I'm just my gears are turning. I haven't done anything physically other than probably staring at him for a little too long. Uh, but Audrey just stands up, and man she gets, crush. She, she gets she gets in between my gaze and him, and she goes, "Dad, you're being weird. Stop being weird." <laughs> and, and then I was like, and I was like, he's wearing turquoise pants. I wore turquoise pants last night to Roy's. It would have been the exact same pants, except mine are shorts and he's wearing long pants. I, if I had just altered my my wardrobe one day, I could have walked up and say, nice pants, you know, and had like a dad moment. I got the memo, but it, it was the wrong. It was the wrong day. You said you said it was shorts, right? Yeah. So <laughs> as I as I walk up, like I'm not I wasn't going to say anything to him. But now both Audrey and Bryce are like holding my arms back to keep me from walking over there. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, this looks awkward. My favorite number stop. is zero. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, but so, yeah, so that was phenomenal. We had Wagyu ribeye on a sizzling style plate. Oh, incredible. With with mushrooms. And Bryce had Wagyu soup. It's like an itchy bon bon something something um, where they cook. They have a bowl. It's a bowl of soup that's at 400 degrees, and they cook wagyu slices on the on the edges of the bowl. Wait a minute, 400. Wait, boiling is 212. Yeah. How is this 400 degrees? Well, they 
pull this out of uh, an oven or something, and they cook the really thin slices of wagyu beef for him on the on the outside of it. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I follow you. And then they put it in the the soup as it's like you know bringing itself to a boil. They put it all in. I don't know room temperature, and it cook it cooks right there on the sure. table, and they basically just warn you that it's super yeah. hot. Don't touch it, and it and it dissipates while they do that. But everything was phenomenal. Oh man, the food just sounds great. So amazing. I didn't get great pictures of food, but it was it was quite quite a trip. Hey man, it's all about the flavor, not the photo. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How about you? How was your uh, your races? Oh, we yeah, week was good. So. I'll start off by uh, boys had their awards. Oh, yeah. Okay. So end of the school year, you know, they're, they're done with school. Like I mentioned, they're in Illinois with grandma and they had their awards. So math award, English award, and yeah, I guess that's it. Math and English awards they got. So they're good at reading and they're good at writing. So. Both of them got those awards? Yeah, both of them did. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I, I was surprised that Tim didn't get a ukulele award. <laughs> because no i'm serious though because he okay. was like doing really well in the ukulele and they have so he goes to a visual performing arts school and they do all kinds of visual performing arts and they were giving awards for everything right and then you know it was like stop animation and video oh and God, art awesome. and like all kinds of stuff and they didn't give a music award hmm. but i think the reason they didn't is because the music teacher is the band director at the high school where i work oh okay and he was out for paternity leave because he just had a kid. Okay. And I think he was, I think they were just like, you know, cobbling something together for music. And I don't think they really got it together. So, right. But in my heart, he has a music award. There we go. There we go. That's awesome. The sad thing about that, I'm so glad they go to this art school because in Bryce's, uh, in Bryce's school, his, he goes to middle school. Last year, they cut the music teacher. Ah. So they, they the music program is, is not there anymore. And then this summer, at the beginning of the summer, a couple weeks ago, they said they're cutting the art program. Oh, man, that sucks. So, so in this middle school, they are really like not at all doing <laughs> they're, they're They're just cutting all the arts, but. Oh, that sucks. So I can say with certainty that Los Barros, where my kids go, mm -hmm. is a state-recognized visual and performing arts school by Tony Thurman, the okay. uh, California Department of Education, uh, whatever he's called, the main dude. Uh huh. Um, the education. I don't. What is he called? I don't even know what he's called. Uh, superintendent, maybe of the state okay. superintendent of schools. I guess. Yeah, that sounds right. He paid a visit, gave this huge award to the school for what they're doing with visual and performing arts, and it is an uh -huh. art school for theater, uh, video, movies, stop animation, animation, wow. uh, music. I mean, you name it. It's like everything, you know. So uh, I love that they go there. It's really cool. They do. The three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then the afternoon is all electives. And it's all like various art electives. Like what they'll do is like he had Lego for an elective. And you think like, That's oh, amazing. they're just going to build Lego. No, they do like engineering. Yeah. Like math engineering. And then they apply the math to the Lego. And then they build like bridges to see how much weight it can hold and stuff. And Oh, my God. Applied. Yeah. Applied engineering is amazing. Oh, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible. So I sent you a picture just now. Uh, so Saturday was a road race mm -hmm. and Sunday was a mountain bike race. <laughs> Saturday was 50 degrees 
drizzling fog, super cold until you got going and then it got warm. But and then you sent me a picture from Sunday. That's a picture from Sunday. Yeah, because it is sunny out. <laughs> it is sunny and you are drenched. Like the t- <laughs> Oh, so wet. Yeah, I'm so sweaty. But so Saturday I got third in my age group. Okay. So 45 plus. Uh, third in my age group. Eh, not great, but way better than anybody who got fourth and below, you know? <laughs> it was super fast. I mean, it was it was incredibly fast. So we were we were putting pedal to the metal mm-hmm. and on the on the last climb, I fell off the back. I couldn't hang anymore. Uh, you know, I thought like I totally could hang, right? And I'm yeah. you know, all these like 30 year olds and stuff. And, and, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you kids, I'm going to show you who can goddamn you, you know, and then <coughs> I'm going to get you guys, you know, like you gassed, you got gassed at the end. huh? But, oh, man, they, they shot me out the back. But I, I got I think I was seventh overall. That's great. Come on. That's amazing. Yeah, I was seventh overall. I don't know. I don't remember how many. There was a lot of people, but I was seventh overall, and I got third in my age group. And uh, and then Sunday, I got second overall. I see this. In the mountain bike race. Yeah. So You're standing on the second riser. I was uh, on the podium. So yeah, I, I, I did that, and uh, the mountain bike race... Man, this dude that I was chasing the whole race, man, never caught him. I was chasing him the whole. Mr. Simple Green. Simple Green. Yeah, he was. He's like a simple. He's I don't know. He's like a pro racer or something. Dude, I could not catch this dude. And we I mean, I was pedaled to the med. It was 26 miles. It wasn't that long as a. it wasn't like a Leadville. Right. Right. But 26 miles. I mean, I was as hard as I could go the whole time. Uh, the course was great. It was all over Vandenberg Air Force Base, or now, well, Space Force Base. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, great crowd, a lot of people, and just professional race. I, mean, I don't mean professional like as in like the, the talent, mm-hmm. but I mean like the way they put it oh, on yeah. was organized. really professional. Or organized, yeah. really professional. I mean, I love the inflated inflated uh, finish line. That looks pretty pro there too. Oh yeah, they had all the time. <laughs> they, they had like the timing chips and, and it was great. So I did the 26 miles in under two hours. I think I averaged like 14 miles an hour or something, which, oh wow, you know, there was a lot of climbs and stuff and, you know, it was, it was a tough course. I mean, it was, it was really hard, but man, second overall, that was like one of my best finishes ever, you know? Oh, that's great. And, uh, yeah, I got a little metal and stuff. It's out in the garage hanging up, but, uh-huh. but man, I could, what I could not cut. He finished, I think 12 minutes in front of me. Wow. So the dude was so fast. I couldn't catch him for anything, but, but man, second overall, I could be more happy. Oh, it's amazing. And then uh, the last thing, uh, as I mentioned, we are empty nesters and the boys are in Illinois. And uh, yeah, we'll get this over with soon. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, I will say I agree that this will we'll just make this a quickie, quick. uh, Hey, make uh, it a quickie. (laughs) We don't need to make it a quickie. The boys aren't here. We'll make the podcast a quickie. There you go. There you go. But uh, yeah, last night we had a we had a fun uh, uh, child this night as well. So that was that was there uh, you go. There you go. (laughs) All right, man. So the menu. 
so I I know Anne enjoys cooking. Yes. And 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 culinary and chefing. <laughs> I certainly do. So me yes. and Clarissa went to our local farmers market today and I got okay. various things at the farmers market that I made and we went over to uh, the village market. I got ribeye. Nice. And we had mushrooms and all this stuff. So, man, we made it. We had an amazing dinner tonight, Sans Children. Uh, some <laughs> Coppola wine, oh. and ca- a Coppola cab, a 2018. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, the menu. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? This looks scary. What's on the menu? What's on the menu? <laughs> yeah, it's cultish. It's certainly cultish. Yeah. It has hints of like get out. It has a little bit of get out. It's a little bit of um Yeah. I it feels a little uh squid games-ish, like calamari games or something. You know? Calamari games. <laughs> Um, and, and I just, Nicholas Holt in this is so, he's fanboying so hard. It's just phenomenal. Like he's oblivious, he's oblivious to the, to the, you know, the peril that they're in. You know what I mean? Well, and what I love about these kinds of movies and, you know, the trailer kind of hints to it is just what you asked, like what's on the menu. And, you know, if you look at get out, right, there's always the person who they're, they're, they're suspect, they're suspicious. Right. And Anya Taylor joys, extremely suspicious. She's like, (laughs) she's like, yeah, I'm not into what you're selling me, you know? So I don't know. This looks, uh, intriguing. It is, it is, it is a fun, it's a fun movie. It looks like it's fun and intriguing and dark um but then it has this spark of 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 humor and you know dark comedy you know just like so i i hope that the trailer cat encapsulated you know every facet of what this movie has to offer so we'll see when it comes out yeah and i think the horror side they i mean probably gave about three seconds of the horror side right you know, they show the marshmallows, a dude screams, but that's about all they showed on the horror side. And yeah, it, it looks really cool. I mean, I, you know, I like the Ralph Phineas character. Obviously, he's the main chef. Yeah. I don't know what he's cooking. I don't know if I want <laughs> to know what he's cooking, but they're eating the entire ocean. So where is this playing? Do you know? Is this in theaters? Or I was trying to look and uh, I kind of. I think it I think it did say it was in the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those. It's 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 going to be in the theaters. It's not going to demand a a long theatrical run. No, they're not. Ralph Phineas ain't Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we'll be able to see this one pretty quickly. Um, at home, and I think that's where I, where I'm probably going to end up watching it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, I like it. It looks good. I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it other than they. I like the the hint of horror that they give. Yeah, but I the only thing I would say is that they it's a split second of horror. Uh-huh. And for those culinary files that might want to go see it for the food, they might be sorely. If you weren't paying attention to the whole trailer, you might be sorely <laughs> disappointed. Right. Because you're going to be like, oh, my God, I thought this was like a Julia Childs piece. (laughs) And I don't know what's going on other than like people chanting and marshmallows. So, well, I think so. I I think the horror is is very brief. 
But I believe that the thriller aspect of it, which is kind of nuanced, a little more nuanced. Okay. I think the the thriller is is kind of heavily laden in there. You know, the, the comedic tones and the horror tones are, you know, side dishes to the main course of a thriller. So you think it's more thriller than horror? Yeah. I I mean that that to me that's what they're selling. They're selling this as as you know, the protein is the thriller. Yeah, you, your starch and your veg is the uh the comedy and the, you know, the horror. Right, right. Okay. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited. No, I'm excited too. Yeah. So pray. So pray. And P R E Y pray. Right. And then now you know the theme. Uh, horror? No. Thriller? <laughs> it's, you know, when you're hunted, you know, you're either hunted or you're hunted, you know? Like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're both predators you. and prey, right? Menu and, and, yeah. and prey. What, what do you think about this one? So this one I, I was really excited about. I love it. Yeah, go ahead. Tell you, I, let me hear your notes on it. Okay, here's why I love it. So, okay, a- as any Predator fan, you know, going back to Schwarzenegger. Great. Any Predator fan is going to immediately pick up on this. So there's no spoilers. Right. Once you hear that, like, clickety-clackety, <laughs> like, vocal that the uh-huh. thing does, the, the Predator does, you'll know it's Predator. And also the the cloaked, the cloakiness of it. Right. But what I love about it, though, is, so if you think about any alien or any alien life form that can make it to, to, to the, the planet Earth, they have been in uh, uh, development, I guess, right. for like thousands, tens of thousands, millions of years, perhaps. So a couple of hundred year difference on the planet Earth between modern apes, you know, us, right, and like Native American Indians, let's say, mm-hmm. of... 300 years ago like 300 years is nothing in this in this yeah in in the space-time continuum right exactly (laughs) exactly so like like if an alien got here today or tomorrow they could have gotten here a hundred years ago or a thousand years or two thousand years ago Who, who, who cares right right and what i love about it though is we always like we think somehow we are special right we think this point in history this point in time our species and so on is special for whatever the reason but what makes us special i mean really nothing other than hollywood right <laughs> you know i mean that's what makes us special so you could place an alien invasion you like uh independence day right right it's kind of like uh, another way to think about it is when you look at independence day i don't know why but aliens somehow know the important buildings that we've constructed (laughs) and they hover over the white house or they hover over parliament or something and they blow them up it's because they built the pyramids you know it's because they've been watching us forever so it's fine well you'll find out next week (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let me know if that's true. (laughs) But that's the part of it, though, right? Like, aliens don't give a shit about the White House. (laughs) Like, what do they care? Yeah. And I think that's the same thing when you look at, like, whether we are in modern era uh, and we have, like, modern military weapons or we have hatchets. Right. It doesn't matter. It's... The alien has come to Earth at a time in history when it comes to Earth and 
the time it is here is the people you get. And I think it allu- one of the other Predator movies alluded to this. I don't know which Predator movie it was, but at the very end of one of the Predator, I think it was either one or two, they ha- they find like they kill the Predator and they find that he has like a cache or like his booty. And out of his collection of things, they pull this old cult gun yes it's like a hundred years old or something like that and they're like oh no i guess they've been here before you know like yeah yeah done you know and then they went down the rabbit hole of alien versus predator and then they did this whole other predator and then the predator we know during our our long uh our long podcast history we, we reviewed that movie but I love okay, so we watched a little what we're watching. We watched uh Now You See Me. Okay. And then Now You See Me Too, right? There's a they're they're like magician heist movies, right? They're like Ocean's Eleven, but for magicians, right? So the kids both watched uh Now You See Me on the way to Hawaii. And then after we got back from Hawaii when we were chilling. What is it? About a four hour flight? It's five probably five hours, but it's a three hour Is that what it is? Three hour time difference. So it feels like you, you leave here at we left here at seven o'clock in the morning, we got there at nine AM or something. Yeah, I forget man. So <laughs> nine or ten. You know, it's it's a you know, on a side note, yeah. When we went there, I didn't realize how far it was. Right. It is in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, like you get there and it's like it's the United States. But it is out there. Yeah. Excuse me if you didn't say, but what islands did you go to? Oh, yeah. We were just on Maui this time. We Just, just on Maui. Maui. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to our story. All right. So so back to the story. Back to the story. So we're watching Now You See Me 2. Okay. And Bryce basically said to me, he's like, Now You See Me 2. We're looking it up. We're queuing it up. He goes, they should have called this movie Now You Don't. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, that would have been don't. that would have been so great because the first movie's now you see me, the second movie's now you don't, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And, and now we have this this movie, or I, yeah, I think it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Prey, right? And they downplay the fact that it's in the 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 predator universe, the predator alien universe. It is in the predator universe. It's completely in the predator universe. It has the typography. The word prey is written in the in the same font that Predator is written in. Uh, the poster has the triple um, the triple laser sight. And Mac, he gives the <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. And she is in the mud like Arnold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, you know. So it's totally in the Predator universe. You know that's in the Predator universe, but. It doesn't rely on it. It's not using the legacy cell of Predator. It's basically trying to stand on its own as as this streaming movie. That's true. And the legacy cell is not Predator. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't even say anything about Predator. The only legacy cell is 10 Cloverfield Lane from the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a completely separate universe, maybe, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so I love that. They don't play into it, but the title does what Bryce wanted. You know, now you see me and now you don't. (laughs) Now you don't. It could do, you know, now it's Predator and Prey. So, I mean, it it plays extremely well into just like being logical and, and allowing Predator fans to know and then allowing entry. This is an entry point for anyone else. You know, it's like if you said... In you know the next Predator movie, then if you're not into Predator movies, you maybe you don't watch this one. But maybe this allows you license to watch this, even if you're not a Predator fan. You know. And what I like though is when you think about the original Predator. Obviously, it's Arnold and Carl Weathers. 
Right, right. And uh, Jesse, Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, Jesse was in there, right? So you have you have this host of characters, this ca- or this cast of characters, right? And when you think about the Terminator movies, it brings the Arnold legacy through, right? Yeah, at some point they depart and bring in Christian Bale and Arnold. Although I guess Arnold's other other John Connors. Yeah, they, Arnold's likeness was in that one though. They they always have Arnold in there, but I think they sh- they shift to uh, John Connor focused and maybe other Terminator bases. So like, right, the evolution of the Terminator machines kind of gives you license to depart from the the what the T eight hundred or T one thousand. I forget which one. <laughs> eight hundred, I think, is what Arnold was. T eight hundred, right? Yeah. But what I like about the Predator franchise, though, is it's not Arnold focused. Right. Where I think the Terminator was, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain extent. And then, like, as you get further away from Arnold, then you start losing the Arnold. But even with that, though, he's out living in a cabin, you know, at some point, you know, <laughs> they, they always find him. They always have to go find him. Right. <laughs> they always reel him back into the story somehow. <laughs> but with the Predator franchise they don't and i think that's really cool because you know even predator versus alien and stuff now you're getting into like just i don't know crazy but hokey hokey crossovers oh yeah exactly j freddy versus jason like (laughs) right yeah it's the same thing you know it's like we have we have horror uh slasher versus movies and now we have alien horror slasher <laughs> versus movies you know freddy versus aliens that would have been funny but yeah i mean we don't have hulu i would certainly resubscribe for this though because i'm a predator fan i like yeah. the predator i always enjoyed you know again carl weathers and arnold when they and then it's like they're showing biceps, you know, it's like, OK, this is this is, a you know, a bit a bit lame, but yeah, it's it's 87 when it came out. So, yeah, you got to love it. <laughs> What's the matter? The CIA you pushing too many pens. <laughs> so here, here's an interesting little little uh, fun fact about Prey. It Prey is going to be the first movie. That is going to be dubbed in Comanche. Really? So they're going to make they're going to make a, a dub for this movie that's in the Comanche language. So can I say though, are there Comanche people that don't speak English? I don't know, <laughs> uh, but I just think it's an interesting nod to you know. I think if you're going to use a people as the basis of your movie, I think it's an interesting way to pay ama homage or respect their culture. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I- by by doing this. You know what I mean? And it and it like like you said, you're not you're not doing it I mean it, it is kind of stunty a little bit, but you're doing it hopefully for accessibility. You know, I think that that's what you're kind of angling for and you're kind of trying to to, you know, tip the hat to the, you know, if we're going to use a people in the history, then let's let's at least give them a dub in their own language. What I like too about that, it's not about can grandpa watch it. Right. Right? I think the way I read into it almost is I didn't know this and I'm just learning about it now, but right, the way right. I read into it is we're going to dub it into Comanche language. At, like they probably recognize everybody 
whose Comanche speaks English. Right. But it's a way of keeping the language alive mm. when the last speaker dies. Right. Your language is immortalized in this movie. Right. It's interesting. It's fun. You know, I think that's so cool. I think it's that's fun. very yeah, I think that's very cool. All right, Ted, on that note, on the yes, Comanche sir. note, so uh, what have you been watching? Oh, so much, you know, with the plane and everything. Okay, well, okay, whoa, 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 stop right there. <laughs> Since you've been watching so much oh, and we've been, been, been watching, watching so, so, so little. little. Yeah, you go. <laughs> How about we go first? I'll, I'll, I'll pull up my air table. You, you, you go. Well, while you're scrolling <laughs> through page after page of your air table. Um, so not like we've been watching a lot, but not a lot new. Okay. So one of the things when you think about Seinfeld, we're, like I said, we were back to that. <laughs> Adam ruins everything, you know, and the Flash. You know, it's just there's so many episodes, so many seasons of these things. Have you heard the Flash is on the run for real? No. What? Ezra Miller is on the lamb from police. Get out. I'm sorry to laugh a little bit, but yeah, he's not been a very good custodian of of the flesh or or the uh, what's he being accused of? Well, there's a bunch of different things. I think there's an 18 year old uh, girl that's involved in some some stuff. He did spit in a fan's face um, at, at, a, at a bar and he's a lot of a drunken disorderlies. And I think he's in either in Hawaii or or Australia or something like that, but he's, he's at, he's, he's on the lamb. So it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know you can catch all the flash you can catch now, you know, before it. Wow. Before, before Netflix <laughs> says this guy's toxic, deleting. <laughs> right. Incredible. So, okay. So that's what we've been doing, but we did watch a couple of things. So okay. I watched the first episode of we crashed. Okay. And I enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. want to watch, I want to watch the rest of it. So, uh, that was about a week ago. Okay. And just haven't had the chance to watch more. I mean, I want to watch more. Right. And we, we watched the first of two episodes on HBO of George Carlin's American Dream. Oh, I do want to see that. I really want to see that. Very. So we watched the first episode. Uh, very good. And the dude is insane. And and he's timely. Like he's still timely. The stuff that he the stuff that he was talking about thirty years ago, forty years ago, is still needed to be talked about today. There were not necessarily comedy, but there were just straight up interviews, right? Right. So right. my thoughts on these things, right, in nineteen sixty eight, and he's just sitting having a conversation with somebody who's recording him. It is it it, it could have been last week. Right. Ugh. You know, climate stuff, gun stuff, abortion stuff. I mean, it's like, wh- what the hell is this guy doing in 1968? That, and th- they asked him, like, are you optimistic? He said, I'm optimistic, but I'm pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm hopeful that these things will come true or th- these things will come uh, forth. But at the same time, I'm not thinking that it's going to happen. Right. You know, kind of a thing. And it's like 1968 and it's the exact same conversation Ugh. that you would have today. Yeah. Like it like to the word, to the mm-hmm. letter. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is insane. Like 55 years goes by or whatever it is, you know, 53 years goes and we can't learn a goddamn thing. Ugh. What? Yeah, yeah. It's insane, man. It is insane. But um, but very good. Yeah, I want to watch the second episode. And then I want to, you know, continue with We Crashed. It, look, I mean, it's like the billionaire 
thing is insane. Uh, it's just it's just a you know you get you get caught up in it and and to think that major heads of of investment banks and of venture capital got just caught up in his in his joie de vie and his his like his salesmanship was so good and so amazing that it I think it was the sunglasses it it oversold him you know he oversold himself you know um but there's a quote like Charles Munger was quoting somebody Charles Munger is a famous investor right and he was asked about investing in Elon Musk and Tesla and his his response to that was, I'm not into Tesla. I won't invest in Tesla. You got to talk about Tesla. If, you know, it's a Trailer Jenkins podcast. So- <laughs> Tesla talk on Trailer so- Jenkins podcast. So he said, never underestimate the man that overestimates himself. So Charlie Munger said, "Wait, say that. Wait, say that again. Never. I'll I'll say it again. But Charlie Munger said, "I would I I don't invest in Tesla, but I would also never short Tesla. And shorting a stock means that you're betting against them. So you're betting that they'll go down, right? Exactly right. So he would never. He didn't want to invest in it, and he's not going to short it. And he said the reason is that he quoted somebody else. I forget who who he was quoting, but he said never under uh, never underestimate a person who overestimates himself. Wow. But he went on to say, and that's like the the linchpin of the quote but the actual quote goes on to say because there is no limit to what that they can achieve when they think that they don't have any limits on themselves so it's actually like at first glance it feels like it's a shade it's throwing shade it feels like it's a negative comment against someone who overestimates themselves but really what it means is that there's not necessarily an upward bound of somebody who overestimates themselves because they're always attempting higher goals and achieving something along, you know, even if even if they fall short of what they overestimate themselves for, it's probably beyond anything what anyone else can imagine, you know what I mean? So, so some of those things are like, yeah, yeah. you know, when you reach beyond your grasp, you still reach further than anyone else, you know, kind of that kind of thing. So I love that idea. That was all about We Crash. So it's t- it's similar to that, but it has such a such a bad taste in your mouth when when you get to the end. It's just so there's so many people caught up in it. So it, I can't wait for you to keep watching that. OK, cool. Yeah, I will. I will say the one thing that I watched that uh, off of your recommendation. Uh Oh, love on the love on the spectrum. Oh, what'd you think? It was. I mean, it can. I've only. I guess I only watched three episodes. I watched two episodes on the plane, and then one episode on in the gym on the treadmill, <laughs> and and it was. It's so much fun. Like it's so. Did Anne watch it? Or, has Anne seen anything, or just you? And it's it's me solo. Okay. I don't okay. know. I don't think it's Anne Speed. You know. Really? Like, yeah. I'd be curious what she thinks about it. Uh, I gave her the premise. She wasn't. She. You know. She's a little too cringed out by the whole thing okay but i think there's something so innocent and genuine about their interactions when the little when the indian indian guy is on i his love first that guy date. he's on his Sabad. first date Sabad. he's on his first date and he's so he's so genuinely proud of himself for being on his first date ever right and it's very clear that he can't like see beyond himself at that moment in time and and this this woman that's sitting across from him is so much more 
in tuned with small talk and and doing and talking about and things. she has down syndrome <laughs> and she has down syndrome but she's right carrying the conversation she's right she's prompting him and he's done some coat he's had some coaching you know <laughs> coaching classes about it and stuff and it's just like he was like let's talk he she was like what did she talk about oh Television. TV. <laughs> they watch what on you, TV, you, like, right? Television. And he's like, I don't like television. I don't like do anything with television. And I was like, Oh, that's that's such a stark, you know, response to that. But it's genuine. It's way the way he feels. And then she just wanted to say what her favorite show was. And he's like, Nope, let's we're not move on. He's like, move on to something else. I was like, Oh my god, it's so. Uh, but but then you know the second dates and then the girl breaking up with the boy and it's just like. Uh, Everything's real and it and I don't you know, when you see Housewives or or Top Chef or something like that, you know, there's a level of of understanding of playing it up for the camera. But the fact that they just know and they're just always the awareness is there so much so that they couldn't I don't think they could have they don't want to hide it and the and the 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 impetus of the show is to show this rawness, but you don't even get this unvarnished truth in most relationships like you know what i mean like <laughs> right and that's the part i think i loved about it is like they're going through james's room and he's talking about like his swords swords <laughs> and he, he needs a, I have a and he's like well this one's a replica i have a dagger and a long sword i need a medium size <laughs> and it's like this one's a, a katana i can't use it for combat <laughs> But this one is a sword <laughs> I can use when I find myself in combat. And then he says, and then the, the guy's asking him, he said, whatever, he's showing like uh, uh, stamps and things. And, oh, these are good conversation pieces. Uh-huh. And this is a good conversation piece. And then the director, whatever it is, is like, so how often do you have people in your room to have conversations? And it stopped him. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, uh, well, never. <laughs> like, I think that's the genuous, the genuineness you're talking about. Right. They don't even recognize that what they're telling you is something that won't even transpire. Right. You know, a conversation with somebody. Right, right, right. Like, James has all this stuff to have a conversation about, yet he has no one to talk to with it, you know? And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's so genuine. It's so right there. Every other reality show is so staged, and people are trying to ham it up for the camera. And these poor people, like, it almost feels exploitative. exploitative. That's what I was saying. Yes. It almost does, but I, I think they do it in a way that shows compassion. Right, right. You know, and they do it in a way that makes you feel compassionate for the for, for the 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 people on 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 screen to the to where it's cringy but it's cringy because they don't really know what to do right but i don't think it's to the extent that like i think as an audience as as a, as, a, as the voyeur mm-hmm. watching it you are truly rooting for the best in them right you know like you're not laughing at them you're like rooting for them mm-hmm. and then so it's very interesting because 
because exactly what you said. And I think the cringiness is avoided because we go deeper. Like when you see a person with visible signs of the autism spectrum in public, or you see somebody with Down syndromes in public, Down syndrome in public, your interaction with them is superficial. You know what I mean? Like you're you're sure, passing yeah, them, or yeah. you're in a restaurant, or where they are, your t- Starbucks, where where people congregate, the library, whatever. You're not have you don't have the chances to have conversations and nor would you. Right. So like but this gives you this insight into their lives and the way that they live their lives that is beneficial to me as as a person that doesn't have have that access. Yeah, I like I like the way you say that. I I agree with you. So it it is it is it, it would be exploitative if it was done poorly. It's done properly with respect. And then it also shines the light on something that that the general audience wouldn't normally have a view into, you know, and it only gets better. So, OK, great. I'll keep watching. And, and I love how Sabad does not want an Indian wife or an Indian girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he was very he was very clear about it. And and it was loving. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of loving that his parent, his mom kind of just was like, we know, we know, Sabad. we know, we understand. Right, right. Like he he he's very direct about it. And she the, the parents in this are very I mean, he James's parents, they walk the they walk the tightrope. The dad especially. The dad's ribbing him and yeah. Yeah. And you can see James is on his wits end, but he pulls back and James is able to articulate that, you know, right. I'm not I'm not comfortable with how you're treating me, dad. You know what I mean? And and yet he backs off a little bit. But it's it's an amazing, caring, loving you know scenario yeah and then the, and then the one mom's like it's a second date but i'm calling the wedding planner <laughs> right? like, oh that one yeah with, what was it david or something i forget yeah uh, every single one is just they're just there's just so many nuanced things going on here so uh, and i i think you know just a, a last comment i think you know like you mentioned with the mom who's like i'm gonna call the wedding planner i think the parents you know and i work with a lot of kids and uh, you know with autism and you know and their parents and so on right and so many when the kids are young they have the sense of hopelessness right like oh yeah oh my god my kid's never going to meet somebody my kid's never going to be you know air quotes normal they're never going to leave the house they're, they're never going to leave the house or anything right? they're never going to yeah right all that stuff and the mom when she like loses it and she starts crying and she's like oh my god i'm gonna like i'm gonna i'm starting to pl- i'm gonna start planning the wedding <laughs> and all this it's like you can just see the last 20 years of her life because the kid was like 20 the girl was like 23 24 whatever right you see the last 20 years of her life as my kid's never gonna have this right and all of a sudden she has it she has hope and i mean and she's totally immature right she's an eight-year-old in a 23-year-old's body right and you know like what's your favorite you know marine mammal and she's like a mermaid <laughs> you know it's like mermaid <laughs> mermaid but she does specify that they aren't real so she knows that. <laughs> right 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 but i'm just saying and you know the mom's like cringing but the thing about it though is she gets to the point where she's like 
this is happening, I'm going to I'm I'm planning the wedding. Like we're we're going there, you know, and right, right, and yeah, amazing. So, well, okay. What else have you been watching? All right. So we we kept watching Kim's Convenience, and we have a strange uh, strange happening here. Anne is checked out. She's like, there's too many facets of the way that these characters act that I don't like. And some of the characters are just unlikable at times. Okay. And she said, I'm out. You guys can watch the rest of this series without me. So it's very interesting to have uh, a family member bail on this on this series for us. How many episodes are you in with her? Or how many episodes is she in, I guess? Well, we're season four, episode eight. Yeah, so we're we're almost done. She she's quitting with one more season to go, basically. Oh man. <laughs> but I understand. I, you know, respect it. She doesn't want to waste the the precious viewing family viewing time, you know, doing that. And we have a new family thing that at least for another week here. Somebody feed Phil has a new season, so we love doing the food traveling with Phil. Right. And uh so we we watched a couple episodes of that. But I will say the big so and then what about obi-wan are you watching obi-wan or no uh we saw the last thing we saw was i think we missed last week okay no wait a minute what's today today is sunday sunday yeah we didn't see last week okay so you missed episode three we missed episode three because of everything that was going on right right right. you know yeah it was just so when the boys come home we'll have uh, you'll have the whole thing to watch we'll probably have the whole thing to watch yeah 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 so okay cool so we'll talk about that when when we get back into it yeah we can revisit and then the big thing that i really th- think you and clarissa will love it has the season finale tonight so you can just you can you know nightly watch a couple episodes or what however you want to digest it okay barry barry season three has been has been phenomenal that good and and i want to say episode seven is is uh, titled Candy Asses and the intensity that episode 7 has is some of the most intense television I've seen in in a very long time. Wow. It it plays out the whole episode plays out in one either solo or two-shot vignettes where it's just a couple of people, you know, in in a in a setting just very heightenedly discussing a singular kind of topic. So as as you know, the the series the series starts off as a acting class, you know, right? Yeah, and then they're in this acting class, and it's kind of doing uh, it's doing a farce of the acting class, you know, Kustanau, Mister Kustanau. It's not you know the over the over the hill actor, you know, starting an acting class, not really caring about his his pupils, caring more about telling stories about the old and old days <laughs> his old history with 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 acting and then you kind of strip away you know they've talked about how they've stripped away the fact that there's no longer the acting class there's no longer this you know and right like what is there left in this episode and you know as with audrey and bryce they're in acting classes like every week so they have a weekly acting class and audrey's always looking for material to perform you know in these classes and i have identified that this episode has about five separate scenes that you could play on both sides and have this really really strong either monologue or dialogue that just plays out in a way that showcases you channeling your anger channeling your your despair channeling you know like all of these raw emotions that you have to like put 
in on on the screen and it's just phenomenal to see these actors just let loose like there's an elevator scene between two ladies and they just she just goes to town she lays into her person who used to be her assistant that is now another showrunner like in a competing show so it's just this raw energy and emotion that's just laid to bear so each one of these episodes is only half an hour long. So you could plow through them pretty easy. You could plow through it. You could do it in four nights. You could watch a couple episodes a night. I think that's the perfect sweet spot because... I might I might revisit the previous season just to get caught back up. Right, right, right. Like you did. Exactly. But but I'm saying you do two a night and you, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be happily satiated in your viewing. And I can't wait. This is, you know, like... After this, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the the season finale out, and we will uh, we will reconvene after <laughs> when when you guys have seen some. Yeah, okay. I'm you know I was I was on the fence of getting back to it. I think I will though. I yeah. You know I, I liked I liked the uh, the recap. There you go. Wonderful. And I watched a bunch of other stuff too. Miss um, Marvel is another one that's a brand new series on on Disney Plus. It's really really done well. It's it's almost like. Is it Miss Marvel is in uh, Captain Marvel? So Miss Marvel is another character that actually was a super fan of Captain Marvel. Okay. But she ends up having her own superpowers. Oh, funny. Rooted in her own thing. But she wears like a knockoff costume of Captain Marvel. Nice. And she's a girl. So it, it has this Spider-Man kind of appeal and it has this great... Um, graphic element to it where they walk through the the city streets and the buildings are painted with their thoughts oh wow or when or when they when her and her her friend are texting back and forth you know how sometimes they'll show the text messages like in an inset yeah i know what you mean yeah like in the bubbles and all that instead of doing it in the bubble they do it on like concrete or on brick buildings or on different things you know what i mean so they kind of play into it artistically in ways that that you would expect from animation or cartoons and it's animated no it's live action but i'm saying oh it's the, live action the okay. elements that they use feel more like um into the spider-verse you know what i mean they feel more like miles morales than than uh the tom holland spider-mans you know yeah 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 i know what you mean so it's it's mean. a fun it's a fun show and we're definitely going to keep watching that one too very cool i will have to check that one out too so cool all right ted so i guess uh we have one more recording yes next sir. week mm -hmm. then you're off to egypt that's right and you're going to do uh you know ted travels the world for eating or ever, anybody feed Ted or I don't know what we'll call that show, but we're going to call that show. Ted sweats a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Your room's probably hot, but you know, you've been doing food in Hawaii. You're doing food in LA and now you're going to be doing food in Egypt. So yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. So we will, we'll definitely, we'll touch base on that. Ted on the Nile. <laughs> All right. So that'll be one ninety nine, and then we'll have a guest for episode 200 right. coming up so we'll leave that in the uh in the in the hopper little an anticipation we don't want people to know so it's a long time it's a long time coming guest that we've talked about uh over i don't know a dozen or so episodes over these yes. many years <laughs> um, we'll have him on and then uh yeah so 200 then we'll see where we go from there 200 will be in a in a month or a few Probably in a month or so. Yeah, we'll have a couple of weeks off, yeah. and then I'm going to be racing in right. Tahoe and Leadville. And so we'll be, I don't know, we'll figure out where they land, but, you know, just. It's summer. It's summertime. 
check check the website. We're, we'll make sure to keep that up and going. It's summertime. Yeah, stay subscribed and they'll just pop up. There and you go. Get all your friends to subscribe to because <laughs> we're, we're, we're anybody who likes beer, movies, and uh, watching shit. Or us. Or us. Or, or Jim and Ted. Or just us, period. Come on. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, Ted, you have a good night, man. All right, have a good one. Yeah, you too. Talk to you soon. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.